This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to Contending for the Crown. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me this week for our study. Psalm 100, verse 3 calls God's people sheep. Know that the Lord, He is God, it is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Sheep will always be happiest and healthiest when they stay in the fold with a shepherd. Today I want to talk about what happens to the sheep when they wander away from the shepherd. I was watching a video the other night that showed a real-life sheep that had wandered away from the herd. Because he had wandered away from the other sheep and the shepherd, he faced many dangers and challenges. First of all, he grew an enormous amount of wool. It weighed almost 80 pounds and because of this it was hard for him to see. He was so weak that he found it hard to stand up on his own. His wool was completely matted with sticks, twigs, and insects. When we wander away from Jesus, the great shepherd, Hebrews 13:20, we too will become entangled. For us it's not sticks and bugs, but sin is what we become entangled in. Hebrews 12:1 tells us to lay aside this sin. We do this by coming back into the sheepfold. Verse 2 says, looking to Jesus, remember he is our shepherd. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Secondly, the sheep probably hadn't eaten in weeks, and he was very dehydrated. In our Christian walk, Jesus is our bread and water. Jesus taught us this himself in John 6. Just as Moses gave the Israelites bread from heaven, God gives us the true bread from heaven, which is Jesus. John 6.35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus taught the woman at the well that he gives us living water. John 4.13-14, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is the Word, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We need to feed on the Word. 2 Timothy 2.15 Do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the Word of Truth. The Bereans studied the word daily to see if what they were being taught was true. Acts 17.11 When we neglect God's word, we will face spiritual dehydration and starvation. Isaiah 5.13 Therefore my people go into exile for lack of knowledge. Their honored men go hungry, and their multitude is parched with thirst. Thirdly, because of these problems, he had a very low survival rate if he hadn't been found by rescuers. We will die spiritually away from God. When we are wayward, we must come back to Him in order to survive, in other words, have eternal life. 
We as faithful Christians, though we can't force someone to repent, have a responsibility to go to those who are fallen away in order to try to get them to repent. Galatians 6 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Verse 2. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Our job is to bear their burdens while guarding our own soul from sin. How do we do this? Remind them that God still loves them. In the parable of the prodigal son, Satan lied to the son, getting him to believe that he didn't deserve to be his father's son anymore. Luke 15:19. Sometimes we get into a cycle of sin. This is where backsliding begins. The cycle goes like this. We sin. We feel bad for sinning. We repent. We sin again. We feel bad again. We eventually start believing we are not worthy of God's forgiveness, just like the prodigal son felt unworthy of his father's forgiveness. As a result, we give up on asking for forgiveness. We need to remember that God has no limits on forgiveness of sin as long as we are willing to repent. Psalm 103 verse 12 As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Remind them that everyone struggles with sin. Even David, a man after God's own heart, struggled with sin. In fact, David was a man after God's own heart, not because he was sinless, but because he was repentant. Acts 13.22 And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all of my will. Psalm 51 is a great psalm to look at to examine David's repentant heart. Remind them you are here for them. I'm not a football fan, but I am a fan of this quote. Bill Parcells said, The best ability is availability. When someone is going through a trying time with sin in their lives, we need to be there for them. Once again remembering, though, to guard our own souls, Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Lastly, once the sheep returned home, he was sheared. Afterward, he still had to recover for a while, though, because of the toll his injuries had taken on him. I bet that sheep felt like a million bucks with all the weight of that wool taken off of him. Those bugs and sticks were no longer biting him or poking him. He was able to stand up and breathe easier. In the parable of the prodigal son, Luke 15, verses 20 through 24, when the son came back, he was welcomed home with the best robe and a ring and shoes. I bet he felt like a million bucks, too, knowing he was welcomed home. When we come back into the fold, God will figuratively put the best robe on us. Our sins will be cleaned off of us. We need to remember, though, that we don't recover from sin instantaneously. It takes work. Just like the cycle of sin we talked about earlier, we must be careful not to fall back into our old ways or replace one sin with another. The most important thing we need to remember is that we will never be able to sin more than God can forgive. We can't out-sin God's forgiveness, as long as we are trying to do better. Let's end by reading two passages together. Luke 15 verses 4 through 7 
What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost, until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. And John ten eleven through 15 I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have enjoyed the lesson. Until next time, remember to always and in every way be contending for the crown. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.